1: Welcome to the other Decluttering Podcasts. I am one of your hosts, Kirstie Faridia.
2: And I am Amy Ravel, and we are glad you have chosen to tune in this week. We want to make your life easier in so many ways, <laughs> more than just seven. However, today we are going to specifically deep dive into seven ways to make your life easier, and it involves organizing a little bit more than decluttering this week so we're going to talk about how to organize and have available and know where they are seven different items in your house that you when you want them you need them now and you don't have time to look for them
1: Mm -hmm. hit me up so
2: this article this is based on an article that um I wrote for Hows, so H-O-U-Z-Z is a great website where you can do some planning and find ideas for things around your house. And I used to um, write for them as a, I don't know what, a writer. I don't know what you call someone who writes for a website, but I was a writer. So what we, this, the point of this is to help you discover the simple joys of finding, you know, a battery the right battery and a battery that has charge in it when you need it. All of these seven things in clients' homes that we go into can be kept in multiple locations, in multiple states of function and usability. (laughs) (laughs) And we know that when we help people set up systems for these seven items, it makes life so much easier.
1: A hundred percent.
2: Yeah. So if you've ever had to had a kid come running in and they've got blood dripping down their elbow, or you're in the middle of dinner and the light bulb blows, or it's Christmas morning, this everyone will know this one. Christmas morning, got a present, can't find a battery, devastated child. Or you're, you know, got a child that's sick during the middle of the night and they've vomited on the ground and you can't find a spare towel. That's the impetus. For these seven things that we want to help you to get organized in your home. Start Mm -hmm. us off, Kirst.
1: Well, let us start with the proverbial batteries. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think part of the problem with batteries is that you never know are they used, are they charged, if you've got, if you use rechargeables like we do in our house. Do you? Um, And you actually do it? Yeah, I'll give you our secret to doing it.
2: Oh, please do.
1: Um, but, yeah, you don't know are they used, how old are they, are they the right size, Do, what if I think the toy, I'm going to open it up and actually I need a DC32 battery instead of.
2: Is that even a thing or did you make that up?
1: No, it's a thing. DC32. It's one 32. of those Oh, one the of those
2: flat, flat stupid ones. ones. Yeah. I hate those. <laughs> I hate those batteries with a passion for so many reasons. Do you want me to just have can I just have a moment?
1: Please do. It's your podcast. Yeah. You do you.
2: Those batteries are freaking annoying. So firstly, they're massively dangerous because children can swallow them so easily because they just look tasty, like they're little round. A Ten mint. cent coin. Oh, it's ridiculous. And then I find that once you get them in, they are so hard to get out. And I always break my nails trying to get them out, particularly of my kitchen scales and it drives me bananas and then what happens it's because nobody keeps a dc 32 or whatever you called it in their battery box and so you then put the dead battery in your wallet and carry it to coles for three months before you realize that it doesn't matter and you can't use it and it they just are the bane of my existence and they're like 44 dollars just for one baby one i can't stand them so please continue That's off my chest
1: now. (laughs) (sighs) Some people think you're not passionate. (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) Yeah, nobody ever, actually, nobody. (laughs) So our question is, if you needed a DC32, would you just run up to the store and get it when you needed it? Probably. Okay, but what about if you needed... uh, Yeah, but let's
2: let's deal with that curse. You run up to the shop and you get it and you think every time I need a DC32, I can't find it, so I'm going to buy the two-pack. I don't need one now. And then you lose the second one because you put it in some junk drawer somewhere. And then next time you need a DC32, you still have to go to the shop and buy it because you can't find the one you bought last time.
1: So what's the solution, Amy?
2: (laughs) Does there have to be a solution to my rant, does there? (laughs) Let me tell you what we do. So we used to be the family that had some batteries in a little box near the front door that were like, you know, the quick, easy grab and go, AAA, A, AA double A batteries. And we'd have some in the junk drawer and then there'd always be some just randomly in the laundry. And so we decided that the easiest way for our family was to put them all together in a storage container in the laundry. And we used to just have them all in one just open container with a lid. So not open, but just one container. Yeah. So and you have now to what we've done correct? to find correct. the yeah, triple. Which A's. Was, again, super annoying. So now we got a fishing tackle box or what you might use for like separating craft supplies or something. So segmented container. Mm-hmm. And each category of battery have their own little home. And it makes my heart happy. And, and I never much, ever how ever How much ever, of
1: each do you have?
2: Oh at the moment I would say we've got like maybe two of each. So we don't buy... Have you
1: reduced your need for batteries over the years now that your boys aren't, you know, having to fix Thomas the Tank Engine battery every day because they run it down?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so many things are USB powered. So things that used to have batteries don't have batteries anymore, which I'm all for. So our battery collection is not huge, although we do tend to have a lot of those, you know, the ones that i can't remember what size they are but everyone will know what i'm talking about they're square yeah and the greatest trick is everyone's like put your tongue on it and if it like electrocutes you that's how you know if it's still good what size is that
1: yep i'm it's a yep i know which one you're that talking one about.
2: yeah so those ones that have both of its charges at the top rather than at the mm-hmm. bottom anyway we have a lot of those because cal use them for guitars Mm -hmm. And the rest, we just have a couple. And if we need them, we just buy what we need. Because batteries expire, people. And they go corroded and all those things. So you don't want to be wasting batteries. Just buy what you need, use them, and then recycle them.
1: And here's another tip that one of my clients loves doing, and I absolutely think it's brilliant, is that if you're no longer using something regularly that has batteries, take the batteries out.
2: Yeah, so this, yes, I've got a client that does this too. Shout out to Lisa. Tell me, Kirst, do you do that? How do people remember?
1: I think that if you're packing up something because you might need it one day, mm-hmm. that's a good indication to take the batteries out. If you're moving house. Like Christmas house, things, do you mean? Yeah. Or, I'm just trying to
2: get my head around what that might include.
1: Yeah, um, she had a lot of electrical items mm-hmm. um, and um, camping stuff. Yes, is another thing that has batteries. Yeah, so torches things, and headlamps. Yep, yeah, yep. and she had compasses and things that had batteries in them. A
2: compass has a battery.
1: But this is a very Bandung
2: very fancy one. fancy one it's not one of the ones you get out of the bonbons at christmas New, no,
1: new, no, new, no, my friend <laughs>
2: those ones don't need a battery
1: <laughs> so i think that if you're packing it up to put it in storage yeah then other than a torch which is the only thing that i can think of that you would want handy mm-hmm. that has a live or a maybe potentially dead battery because you haven't <laughs> used it in years because you use your, you phone, your phone as your torch um then take the batteries out before you go and store them because there's nothing more annoying than not being able to take out the batteries because they have corroded yeah, gross. in something and then you've destroyed everything, the batteries yeah. and the thing that you were saving for just in case.
2: <laughs> and my hot tip around, and putting a pin in, I want to hear about your rechargeable batteries. Yeah. But... One of the things I'm really passionate about is when I help people to organise their batteries is we put them out of child's reach because they can be super, super, super dangerous if a child swallows a battery. And so just like medications, I always say put them up high in the laundry, on top of the fridge, wherever works for you, but you don't want children to be able to access them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, we have Tell them Tell me by... about how
2: you're a super family with your rechargeables. Okay,
1: so we have uh, in tray. Um, That sits at the top of our pantry and in that is matches, batteries, the recharge, recharger for our rechargeable batteries um, and how we separate things out. Actually, all batteries are charged in our house because the ones that are uncharged are in the things that are using them. Okay. So, so if you
2: guys are super good at going the batteries out of charge. I'm going to charge it we rather than I'm just going to put it in the in tray.
1: Absolutely. Wow. We take for Simon and I, both of our mouses and keyboards, are run on batteries. Yep. And so as soon as the battery dies <laughs> and we can't use our mouse anymore, then we go take the rechargeable chat, the recharge Ah, the yeah. recharger and we put the old batteries in the recharger plug it into the wall grab new fresh well recharged batteries and put them into i mean, uh, in so it gets done straight away there's no hanging around and then admittedly they may be charged for a day or two because yeah they but might dude, sit not in the about wall
2: seven months of it
1: like no no and so I'm then or We take the batteries, when they're charged, we take the batteries out and put them back with the charger. Wow. Wow. I knew your
2: family did things well. I did not realise it was that level.
1: You've got to get up and get new batteries, so why not charge them at the same time? Oh.
2: I don't argue with the logic. I just don't think that 99.9% of us would follow through on it.
1: Yeah. And I think the same. So I think also, so going to non-rechargeable batteries, if you're environmentally friendly and, you know, we would really recommend you be, but you do you, you can have a place up high in the laundry or up high in your pantry or maybe at your desk if you've got a home office, particularly if you don't have little kids living in your home anymore who aren't curious and aren't going to put a battery in their mouth, um have somewhere where dead batteries go so that you can take them back to office works or back to recycling. Um, And then you never have to worry about whether or not this battery is dead or not, because Mm -hmm. you know that dead ones belong in the recycling and live ones are in that tackle box.
2: Perfect. Let's talk about another item that people tend to have multiple locations for around the house, in the garage, in the shed, under the sink, and that's light bulbs. And as much as light bulbs nowadays last for what feels like forever, when one blows, you're either the person that straight away takes it, puts it in the recycling, gets a new one and puts it in, or you're the person that gets dressed in the dark for three years.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, are, Which you one are you, Amy?
2: Oh, I am the straightaway light bulb changerer. So we tend to have a spare light bulb for each type of light in our house in the light bulb box in the laundry, because I really, in fact, at the moment we don't, we've got one that's, um, that's, died. <laughs> this is embarrassing. It died during COVID. And the only place we can find the light bulb we need is one shop. Cause it's a particular like fancy light. And so because of all the lockdowns, we haven't got to the shop, which we totally could now, but we have to swap the online? light bulb. No, no. Um, We have to swap the light bulb depending on where we're going to use it. (laughs) So so often poor Cal is like unscrewing it from one place and moving it to the other. So, babe, if you're listening, this is your reminder to go to that shop and get the light bulb.
1: (laughs) Why don't you send him a text message right now?
2: Yeah, I'm going to do it. WhatsApp, (laughs) open, going
1: to send it to him. So do we have... Only one place that light bulbs live as well, and they Mm -hmm. are under the sink. Although saying that, we too have had something that our microwave light wasn't working. Mm. And I think also recently maybe our oven light as well. Oh,
2: that's the worst one.
1: We don't have spares of them because they're so irregular that there's no point. In fact, Mm. I don't think we have many spares at all for any of our lights because we've got those like seven, eight year ones throughout our house Um, but we do only have one box and it lives under our sink but in case you hadn't noticed already (laughs) we are the type of family that when we use something it goes straight on our shopping list Mm -hmm. so it gets replaced straight away so that we're not for the majority of things that's what happens Yep. so and you know what like you said you know these are the things that are annoying, like these seven things are annoying if you don't have them on hand. Yeah. And you're totally right. And I also think that batteries and light bulbs are the type of thing that you can go a couple of days without, (laughs) depending on the light bulb. Like clearly you can go years without a a light bulb.
2: Yeah, we're at like months. Yes, whereas like
1: it's really annoying not having a battery for your remote control for your TV. (laughs) Yes,
2: yeah, yeah, which is the state we're in at the moment because our remote broke. Someone stood on it, and so we've tried like the masking tape, tried Mm -hmm. all the ways to salvage it, and I think we're just going to have to buy a new one. (laughs) Can I say one thing about light bulbs is I'm constantly baffled by how many homes I go into, and we're decluttering. We come across a box of light bulbs, and half of them are dead, so if you have a light bulb that blows, get rid of it. You don't need to put it back in with the good ones. It's not going to come back to life. No. So it's important that you just and no get rid of it. no resurrection lights. No resurrection <laughs> lights. So you do not need to keep it. My little trick of knowing if it's blown or not without having to plug it in is shake it near your ear. And if it's been blown... Then the actual fi- um, fibres will disconnect and you'll hear it shake. But I'm sure there's a more technical way than the way that I've grown up doing it.
1: Often looking at it gives you an indication.
2: Oh, yeah, but some of them are pearl, and so you can't see um, the actual fibres. Sorry. All so that, yeah. I know you're smarty pants.
1: <laughs> um, where do you keep your light bulbs?
2: In the laundry, in a container next to
1: the batteries. Mm-hmm. And yes, definitely recommend having a recycling space for the light bulbs as well so next umbrellas, umbrellas.
2: <laughs> i love my solution to umbrellas at our house do you know what it is curse have you seen it when you've come
1: um is it just hooks on the wall under them close window?
2: so under the window we have a so ikea used to and they probably still do have this plastic wrap around kind of open container that is meant for plastic bags back when you get like free plastic bags with everything, and you shove all the plastic bags in and pull them out at the bottom. But it's got a beautiful little lip, and it's the perfect size for umbrellas. We also use it for our wrapping paper and the umbrellas. So that's mounted on the wall. We have four umbrellas that just sit in there. So if we come home and they're wet, we can put them in because it won't get water all over the ground. And I love it. And they're always there and they're easy. And we do not use in our family those contractible umbrellas, you know, the little ones that you put in your handbag, we don't use those. We only use the big, long-stemmed umbrellas. That actually
1: cover your body and you actually don't get wet. and they're not going to
2: break all the time. Yeah. So that's that's how we do umbrellas, and we do not keep them in the car unless we're, like, literally going out in the rain. We just keep them at the front door, and they're there for whoever needs them whenever.
1: Hmm. What do you do? We have them living in our car.
2: Ah, there you go. Yeah.
1: So one in each car or how do you yep, do it? one in each car. Yeah. And the kids and are they do, proper. Yeah, foldy, we've got foldies? two big, big ones. Yeah. And so Emily took a big one into school with her this morning because we are in torrential yes. <laughs> rain season here in Sydney. Um, and yeah, so she just could easily grab it out of the boot. Perfect. Um, we... <laughs> I wanna say it doesn't rain very often in Sydney. <laughs> Probably just not the right week to say that. Fifteen thousand days of rain, that's all. Um, I and find,
2: I think sorry, our guess.
1: kids no, our kids did have those retractable ones mm-hmm. but they broke.
2: They broke. Yeah. I know what happened to them. They broke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am constantly baffled and amazed. By how many clients we come across an umbrella at any point in their front entrance room in their drop and go zone in their car and they say oh this is my only umbrella i need to keep this and then as we go we like find four more and there's always this sheepish oh i totally forgot i had that one. Oh, and that one too mm-hmm. so by having them in one place you're way less likely to spend money on another umbrella when you already have one that's going to perfectly suit the needs that you have yeah perfect
1: Spare change. Do you have much of it in your house? You do. Does basketball still require cash? No, thank goodness.
2: Ugh. Thank goodness. We've gone to – well, it's, it's mostly good. Now you just pay an upfront at the start of the season. You pay it all in one. But what it means it is if your kid breaks their leg in round one, you're still paying for every other round for them to play. So it's great from an administration perspective – a bit frustrating when your kid does something and hurts themselves. And so, but no coins, no coins, no coins. So coins at our house now are basically only used for tuck shop. Cause even parking meters is all up now. Um, it's just the canteen at school. It's pretty much the only thing I can think we use coins for.
1: Does the canteen at school take FPOS or cards? I don't
2: know. Actually, neither of my kids have a debit card.
1: Or do they do flexi school or like if you were to order them lunch? Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. Oh, they might have if you order. My kids don't ever order lunch orders. It's just more on a hot day they might get an icy pole. And so that money at the front door is kind of a free-for-all. It's mostly just silver. I don't care who takes it for what. Um, But how many clients, Kirst, do we go into and we find – I was thinking back, and I actually write about this in the article, is that – I found over $200 worth of coins in a client's home, over $200 in one session of coins. And that's just simply because there's no home for it. It's
0: mm-hmm. not that
2: people don't need the money and they're so rich it makes no difference. It's just that there's no home. And so when people empty their pockets, they just do it wherever the closest receptacle is. What do you guys do and what do you recommend for clients?
1: Yeah, definitely having one spot. I think that's... Um... You know, our general rule for all of these things is to just have a home. And we were talking the other night in our head, heart, and home course. One of the um, participants was sharing how she just doesn't have homes for things, and that's her biggest bugbear bear mm-hmm. and her biggest, fru- yeah, her biggest frustration in this process is just not having homes for something. So she doesn't know where to put things, mm-hmm. and nobody in the home knows where to put things because there is no one home. And so that's the point of this episode today is try as much as you can, just have the one home for things, the one home for umbrellas, the one home for batteries, the one home for spare change. Mm, mm. So in our house, one, there's not very much ever any spare change (laughs) (laughs) Um, because we neither of us use cash at all. Yeah. And so we did... I know we've spoken about it in another episode, but we've got this little basket that sits on our microwave, which is where um, our opal cards go, um, where um, library cards go. where Because our kids... We don't use them very often and our kids don't have their own wallets yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Spare Change goes in there and, you know, things that you find that you're like, what is this from? You can't oh, recall to it. We have do a whole episode on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's where Spare Change used to go. And now I have got a little caddy that I, um, I've i got a set of drawers from Ikea and it came or well, you could buy A compartmentalizer for the drawer, and so in one of my drawers, I use that, and it has got all the spare change. So our family know to come and rifle through mine, and that might be. I think that's where our tooth fairy comes to find Uh, money as well. Excellent, resourceful tooth fairy (laughs) still visits our house. Yep, and so I think that's where she might come. In case she needs to find some $2 or break up the $20 that she carries on her person.
2: (laughs) Or the child doesn't accept PayPal.
1: (laughs) It's quite annoying that my children do not accept PayPal. (laughs) But if they did, they'd be requesting the Tooth Fairy give her, give, yep, her, because it's only her, um, like exorbitant fees.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So So we do all pocket money online. My kids don't ever, like, unless it's a birthday present, they don't ever get cash.
1: Mm. In fact, can
2: I tell you something funny that has nothing to do with, oh, it has something to do with money, is um, we, it was my niece's birthday on the weekend and we couldn't go to her party because we had something else on. Happy
1: birthday, Miley.
2: Yeah. And I wanted to give her, like, just, we usually just all, within the family, just give the kids 20 bucks and they can do what they want with it. Miley's really quirky. And so I always try and do something a bit fun. Sometimes in the past we've, like, put the, a $20 note in a sock and given it to them. We've got a $20 note and got a box that's enormous, like a computer monitor's coming in and given them that. So this year, because we couldn't be there in person and she turned 13, I transferred to my sister to give to her 13 transactions of small amounts that all added up to the 20 dollars <laughs> She rang me and she's like, "What happened to your bank account? Like as a child, according to your bank account? Did you say yes? Yes, they have. (laughs) Read the description of who it's for, and she read it. Went, oh, that's great. Miley will love that. But that's what spare change looks for. Looks like nowadays is you get a transaction of one dollar thirty-seven, two dollars fourteen from your auntie who thinks that's hilarious."
1: Okay, moving right along. (laughs) Basic tools. This is what you need when the frame has fallen off the wall and you need to hammer the nail back in or when you need to unscrew the said toy to get the said Mm. batteries out and into it. (laughs) You want them to be, you want to know where those things are and you want to be able to put them away
2: yeah and ease of access is really important so Mm. if you've got a shed where all your big tools live and it's like outside i would recommend that you keep like one phillips head one flat head and maybe a hammer inside the house somewhere those really high rotation tools you can keep them in your laundry or in your cutlery drawer wherever you need them so that just the basics are really really quickly accessible because otherwise what you're tempted to do is you either put off the task because you've got to go out to the shed and get it and come back, or you go out to the shed and you get it and you leave it on the bench for three weeks because it's too much effort to return it to the shed. So having, if you're someone who keeps that outside, having a little, you know, half, halfway station, which I know we're saying only one location, but outside can be a deterrent to putting things away. 100%.
1: Where do Anything yours? Anything to add to that? Well, we have ours. All those things live in the garage, Mm -hmm. and because we have a garage, unlike you, yeah, like we don't find it onerous to go out, and so and we're fairly good at putting things back. So they may we're learning that, yeah, (laughs) it may live on the kitchen bench for like an hour or two after the job has been finished, but usually not. And even if it does for an hour, that's fine. It would never stay there for days, never.
2: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. And that's just because we've all got into the good habit of putting things away as soon as we finish using them and also because it drives Simon nuts and now me nuts to see anything on the bench. Yeah. So, again, coming back to the idea that clutter is a magnet and clutter when you mm-hmm. you you when you put something down on the bench, you give permission for everything else to be put down on the bench.
2: Yeah,
1: which you don't so,
2: want. Yeah. Let's go to number six, and we're talking about first aid items. And as we said, when a child comes running in and they're bleeding or they need pain relief or they've had an allergic reaction, it is so frustrating if you're going to have to check three bathrooms, top of the fridge and the laundry and under the sink and maybe in the pantry, we recommend that you have all of your medications together and your first aid together. So it's so much easier. You can just go, you've got everything on hand. How does it work in your house,
1: it, They live up on a higher shelf in the pantry. And this is a story of how it worked really well the other day. <laughs> I was walking through our kitchen, or not through our kitchen, through our di- like like. Walkway near the kitchen. <laughs> I can't think of any how to describe it. And I stood on a piece of glass, oh, a tiny shard. And I think it may have been actually Amelie earlier in the day or earlier over the weekend had a bracelet on her wrist, and she was spinning around, and it flew off her wrist, and things shattered, like oh, the yeah. bead shattered. Anyway, and you know when you step on glass, or when you get your glass, you know instantly that. It's glass because yeah. it's such a unique pain yeah. that glass induces. And so I was like, ah, Simon came running and I was like, oh, I stepped on glass and he was like. It's cool, Cassie, I'll just get you a Band-Aid. And I had already pulled the... your
2: farm. I had glass stepped on is it. Not there. I know.
1: And I had pulled the glass out of my toe, like on, under my foot. I pulled yeah. it out and I had it in my hand. And it was tiny. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool, put it in the bin. And then I flipped <laughs> my foot over and it was gushing.
2: <laughs> oh, no, you've really nicked like some kind of
1: <laughs> no, important didn't. part of your body. No, it was... And so he was like, but it took him two seconds to get the, except it didn't yep. because it was one of those Band-Aids that doesn't come easily out of
2: oh, the bag. So he, it took him two seconds to find the band aid. Two seconds to find. Manufacturing another issue. Another
1: couple yeah. of minutes to get the Band-Aid onto my foot. <laughs> <laughs> but we know where, that's where we, we actually like, yeah, we have two stations in our house where medication is mm-hmm. and but all of the Band-Aids, well, no, I don't even want to say all the Band-Aids, but our kids love Band-Aids, so they've both got what? a Band-Aid box in their bedrooms. What do
2: you mean they love band What? Like just, I don't understand.
1: They do like, they
2: love Band-Aids? They're
1: like normal children who think that Band-Aids need, are needed for air to breathe.
2: So it just makes them feel better to have yeah. a Band-Aid on?
1: Well, no, they don't put them on very often, but they both have them in, they've both got a box in their bedroom. That just blows
2: my mind. I've I, never even thought of
1: that. random children. I'm no, not suggesting as, that as, everybody does this. But as you
2: said last episode, you're not alone.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but that's what's worked in our family is to actually give each child, as they've grown up and are capable of undoing the Band-Aids themselves, <laughs> they've had them in their bedroom because they want them for the most – bizarre reasons that's so funny and i can't really share them because they're quite private reasons but
2: they like but they do they can do them
1: they yep they do them they do they you do you they do them and so but for the majority they're all in the kitchen
2: yeah, and I think it's really important if you are on your own in an emergency to be able to grab everything and then be able to have a base from where you're providing first aid from, whether it is a bee sting or whether someone's having an anaphylactic reaction or whether someone's broken a bone. It is so good to actually know and feel confident that I know where everything is. I may not have everything. I don't have a defibrillator in my house, but I have everything I need in the one spot. Yeah. yeah. Talking about medical emergencies... Number seven is old towels. And I reckon in our house they get used mostly for water because we don't have vomiting kids. But if you've got vomiting kids, you want to know where the old towels are and be able to access them quickly and not have to decide at 3am if you're willing to sacrifice a towel that potentially next week you're going to wash yourself and uh, dry yourself with. What do you think? (laughs)
1: 100%. And... Yeah, good idea to have just a few. And it depends on your needs. It depends, like, if you've got animals that you Mm -hmm. use old towels for, if you've um, got an old house that isn't coping in the Mm -hmm. rain right now. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yes, we had a flooding just this week and had to pull out the old towels.
1: Yeah. And we haven't
2: even been getting rain in Melbourne. I don't even know how we flooded. (laughs)
1: And maybe you're quite fine with just having, not using old towels. Like maybe you've got enough towels that you're happy, you know, you're going to chuck them on a really hot wash. It's going to clean out like it, whatever, like, but if you are the type of family that want old towels to be used for those type of things, have a designated spot and have people know that when you say, quick, go grab a towel. They're yes. not to grab the $70 towel mm-hmm. that you only use for your in-laws. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the best. Oh, that's so good.
1: We've got Where con- do yours live? Sorry. Yeah, we've got
2: an open container in the laundry. It's up on a high shelf and it's labelled old towels and they just live in there. And honestly, I feel like we use them all the time. Um, so we flooded... A couple of days ago also we used one on um sunday afternoon so elijah does juggling and he juggles fire wands so torches and we light them on fire and one of the things we do as a family to mitigate risk is whenever he's juggling fire is we have a big bucket of water with a wet towel in it and for that, we just go to the spare towels, grab it, chuck it in a bucket of water, and then he can juggle with that handy. So, you know, we use them for so many reasons. We've been um, dog-sitting Jared's beautiful dog, Pebbles. And so under her water bowl, we put an old towel because otherwise we're going to have to keep mopping up whenever she dribbles or slops or whatever. So, yeah, well, I feel like we use them quite a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Simon uses an old towel to wash our floors like every. I feel like every night.
2: Explain yeah. further. What do you mean?
1: So he gets the towel. Like on
2: hands and knees? Uh,
1: on um, on his legs. <laughs> so he walks the towel around. Oh, right. You know, he the feet. towel around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he uses an old towel for that. At the moment, we're getting a pool dug and we have the... Um, builders come in and use our bathroom and so we leave the back door open for them mm-hmm. or unlocked for them and because it's raining so much we've put an old towel down in Brilliant. the entrance so that they can wipe their feet before they yeah. come into the house. Um, we have they live using... in the laundry sorry.
2: Oh yes good we've um, started using an old towel <laughs> because our children are back doing sport and it's been quite humid in Melbourne and they're so sweaty that I don't want them sitting on my car seats. And so we just put a, put an old towel down, they can come home sweaty and then the towel just goes in the wash with their sports gear.
1: Yeah. We also, we actually have two spots for old towels because Simon uses old towels out in the garage. Yes, for rags. Cleaning the car or whatever. Yeah. So we have one in the cupboard in the garage. So... Let me
2: run through them so people can just remember the things that they want to get organised. Of course, you can just look in the show notes if that's easier for you. But we want you to find a single home and know where that home is and have everything in the home for batteries, light bulbs, umbrellas, coins, basic tools, first aid and your old
1: towels. We would also love to hear from you if there are some ideas of things that you would like to know how we would suggest you store them um so hit us up with your ideas hit us up with any other ideas to make your life easier and we will do our best to address them in upcoming episodes can Go i for give it, you a review please yeah.
2: five star review from sharma coz in perth australia so it's a five star review titled a long time listener I love these ladies. They're so down to earth and relatable. It's like having a chat with friends. Keep it up. Smiley face from Perth. And I feel Mm. like I might do a second review because that was a nice brief one. This one is a little bit longer. So this is also from Australia. Five-star review titled, The Support That I Was Looking For. I'm finally getting my decluttering mojo thanks to this podcast. As many others have said, listening to Kirsty and Amy is like listening to two dear friends. I'm going to sign up for the HHH course which is our Head Home course in the new year and I hope to find a new gear in decluttering for 2022. I binge the podcast episodes on my commute to work. There are loads of awesome tips and advice and the Facebook community is really supportive too. In 2022, I hope to post actual photos of my own progress, not just funny memes. (laughs) I love that. I wouldn't have made the little progress that I have without you ladies. Every step is still a step closer to freedom. And that's from LaCardi Bree. We're so glad that we can be your friends in your ears and we will be your friends in your ears next week. So make sure you come back Make sure you subscribe and we'll see you in seven days' time.
1: (laughs) Enjoy these seven ways to make your life easier, peeps. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome
2: today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast
1: too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If
2: you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash the Art of
1: Decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and we enjoy the, the freedom. We
2: owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture.
1: We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.